You have reached Across the Table. This is Hannibal and the Across the Table podcast. No bumper. Today I am on the holiday travel. November and December tend to be full with company holiday parties, and I am hired by different corporations and different private individuals to do magic shows all over the United States. So tonight I am in a random hotel room which is comfortable and warm and beautiful somewhere out in America. I did card tricks today. I got to hang out with a friend today. I made some very silver memories today. I'm troubled by things because the holidays always seem to bring a sense of melancholy to me um, since the change in my life. And I have resolved to do better for my fellow man in these times when I'm feeling nostalgic or or melancholy because there's tens and hundreds of thousands of us out there whose this time of year brings worry or anxiety or or sorrow. And uh, until things change, until change is made, Also, people like me are out here trying to bring a little joy and happiness and and love. So that's what I'm trying to bring. Recent history. Oh, I believe this is episode 39, by the way. Taking place between Thanksgiving and Christmas 2018. Today's date is the 13th of December. And I am very late in getting another one of these to you. Um... But I do what I can, and I get them out when I can. And My records show me that about 30 to 40 people out there actually listen. I'm grateful for you. I hope my words bring you some comfort or some amusement or some insight. It's the best a man can hope for, right? <clears throat> Three of my four children are still not talking to me uh, because of ugly, nasty divorce And that's okay. Uh, I understand. Uh, I try to understand. And I am patient. I am grateful for the one who does and who has reached out in love and understanding and uh, has returned back into my life. I'm very, very grateful for that. The end of November saw me uh, performing two weeks at the world-famous Magic Castle in what is now known as the Library Bar. I did, uh, I worked for years as a bar magician in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I learned how to work behind a bar, and I learned how to um, sell the drinks and, and hustle bar, hustle tips for the bartenders and keep the customers happy, uh, upsell apps and upsell <clears throat> drinks and, and uh, you know, help promote the, uh, the business of the business of the bar, while at the same time entertaining and making the patrons happy from you know for my own um, artistic ego, bringing them something new, bringing them something fun, bringing them something different, some amazement, some amusement, some magic. Because um, life is hard, yo, and sometimes we need magic in our lives, and that's what I'm trying to provide. So I did two weeks at the world famous Magic Castle Library Bar. Had an incredible blast. Uh, the bartenders there are, are top-notch. I got the opportunity to work with some fantastic people. 
uh, Risa and Patrick and, and Paul and, 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 and other ones whose names, because I'm not good with names, Charlie, people that uh, uh, are fantastic to work with, loving, kind, enthusiastic, energetic human beings at uh, the greatest place for performance conjuring in the world. I'm a very lucky man. Uh, I believe I gave them a good showing. I brought them my best uh, for 11 days straight. <clears throat> people left happy. People left cheering. Records were broken. People were lined up waiting for the next show to start. And I was in my element. I was at home. I was shuffling cards and having cards chosen and reading minds and doing magic and, and, and doing what I do, doing the thing I love more than anything else. And ladies and gentlemen, life is criminally short. Do what you love and, and do it with your whole heart. And while you're doing it, use it to uplift and inspire and do for those who can't do it for themselves. That's, that's worthwhile. That's worth living for. Life is too short to to be in a drudge of, of things that, uh, or, or, or doing a job that you just don't like, just to, to earn the money, you know? <clears throat> I got several friends, people that I love dearly, who are out there uh, shifting their positions, looking for different things to do, just uh, not wanting to change their lifestyle, uh, but chasing the dollar um, through any means necessary and, and, and doing jobs that they don't necessarily care about that aren't exercising their gifts simply for the money. And, and that's, sadly, that's a lot of what our, our world has come to and what people look at as success. And I'm not here to preach to you. All I can tell you is what, what has worked for me and, and, and the, the joy I get in doing what I do and using my gift and exercising that. I get paid... Somehow the universe takes care of my needs. Sometimes I live well, sometimes I live modestly. But I am always taken care of, and, and I, it's hard to remember that <clears throat> in the down times, sometimes. And yes, there are responsibilities that need to be taken care of. All I can say is trust in the gift, and trust in whatever or whoever gave you that gift. Since I last sat down to record one of these um, we lost a few people a few people that were important in my life <clears throat> probably the most famous um, Stan Lee uh, founder and creator of Marvel Comics and here is a man who took um, I'm going to use the term the world would use a meager gift <clears throat> but he had a genius of of, of creativity, he created entire worlds. He indoctrinated thousands of terms and people and heroes into our culture, not just our culture, but worldwide. Just a man with a thought in his head and, and the, the drive to put it out in front of other people. <clears throat> from from birth, from, from my earliest recollections, Spider-Man and, and, and the Vulture... And, and Doc Ock and, and, and Thor and the Hulk and, and everything, all the tens, tens upon scores upon hundreds of characters and scenarios and everything that came out of this one man's brain. <clears throat> he created a way of life for uncountable people. He inspired and he lifted and he, he in sharing his own imagination, he unleashed the imagination 
of countless people. What heroes do we have now? Because Stan Lee spoke up. said, here's my art. I want to share it with you. And also, <clears throat> in his doing so, he, uh, he challenged societal norms. He saw some things that he didn't like in society, and he stood up for them through his medium, through his art. He protested racism, and he protested sexism, and he put forward these things bravely through the things that he had created. And I have, I, I see out there people saying, you know, you're just an actor, you're just an artist, you're just a magician. Why, why would you use your platform to preach to me about something or to, or to put forth your own agenda or to put forth your own ideas or ideologies? Or, and my answer to that is, why wouldn't you? If it's on your heart, if it's important to you, why would you not use your gift to set forth what your beliefs are. Isn't that what art is? Opening up your heart and spilling it out and saying, this is what I believe. I'm not expecting you to embrace everything that I say or do or, or stand for. <clears throat> but I'm going to stand up for my right to say it, to present it, to make it artistic. And in the meantime, I will stand up for your right, even if I don't agree with what you say, as long as you are not promoting hurting somebody else or putting someone else in danger or, or, or putting down someone because of who they are, how they were born, I will stand right beside you and I will, I will hold up your, your right to say what you have to say and I'll use my art to help promote you in doing that. Maybe I'm rambling a little bit. It's, it's very late and my voice is kind of shot. But I felt like I had to say something. Stan... <clears throat> I don't have any illusions. I'm not. Uh, I'm of the I don't know camp, and I'm going to stand here and say I'm I'm on this side of the road, and I don't. I don't know if you have any acknowledgement anymore of anything or any consciousness of what anybody says about you or does about you. But I cared about him. He was a huge part of my life for my entire life, and he he led a good one. He. He changed the world. And when he was done, he was done. And he took his exit in a very, uh, in a very noble way, I think. Very, he, he, he couldn't really say that he was taken too early. He was in his 90s. But man, you, you got to wonder, what would he come up with tomorrow? But that's life. It's short. It's criminally short. We are not promised tomorrow. The other one I was going to talk about, or I was going to at least briefly discuss, is Ricky Jay. Ricky was in his 70s. Uh, Ricky was a master magician, master storyteller, master of his craft, master of himself. He was a kind of a movie star. He was an absolute magician. He was an absolute historian. I never met him. Uh, I never saw him perform live. But his influence is going to be over thousands of magicians worldwide for, uh, for the, as long as there is performance conjuring. Ricky Jay will be held up as an example of this was a unique man. This was a unique artist who presented what he wanted to in his own fashion, in his own way, with no compromise. And that's how I'd like to live my life as well. <clears throat> 
So Stan, Ricky, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you for helping to create the man that I am today. More than likely, I'll be talking about these things more in depth again. Um, but I wanted to establish it right out and tell you that my world has changed. I, uh, I uh, got to meet a childhood idol. Someone else has been a part of my life for as long as I've been alive. Uh, Dick Van Dyke came to the Magic Castle in the midst of my uh, bar run. And uh, I was asked if I would do a private show for him and his his group, uh, his, his guests that were there for, for dinner. And, you know, of course I will. This is, this is Dick Van Dyke. And I, and I dried my sweaty hands and I calmed my steady nerves and I, and, I, and I breathed. And I went in and I gave him a hell of a show. And I'm going to tell you, those were his exact words. That was a hell of a show. I made Dick Van Dyke laugh. I made him gasp in amazement. <laughs> I can't say what he said, but uh, I got him to cuss out loud. And the people he was with were, were telling me he doesn't do that. He does not cuss. He does not. These words don't spring to his mouth often, but, but he did it a few times while I was performing. And I got to tell you, it's as good as a standing ovation. Um, I, got to, uh, I got to perform for someone who's been performing for me my entire life. Someone who inspired me even as a child to uh, learn tap dancing and, and to learn uh, to learn to dance, to learn to, to, to sing, to get up in front of people, get up on a stage. I mean, my mom showed me the Dick Van Dyke show and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and, and Mary Poppins and, and all of the things from, from a very young age, and he affected me. And I got to sit at a table right next to him. And let me tell you what, He's in his mid-90s, too, but the man is as sharp as can be. He's 100% there. He got the jokes. He made jokes of his own. We had an intelligent conversation. This is something I will never forget for the rest of my life. And, uh, and he gave me huge compliments. He, he, gave me, he said things to me that uh, I'm going to keep private and keep to myself because... Honestly, to broadcast them would be too much like bragging, and, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to spoil the moment um, by seeming to brag. But he, he gave me some private encouragement, and I will I will forever be grateful because of that. I got to perform for Dick Van Dyke. What else could you ask for? I almost <laughs> uh, I guess a lot because I'm still out here doing what I do. Anyway. As soon as my run was over, it was holiday party time, and I have been to Atlanta and Charlotte and Wilmington, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Minneapolis, uh, St. Louis, uh, still to come, um, Baltimore, and uh, Branson, Missouri, back to L.A. <clears throat> the week before Christmas to do a um, do Magic Bar L.A. out in Encino. Uh, I've been told it's already sold out. Four shows already sold out, and hallelujah, you know, bring some uh, bring some magic to the holiday. Back in another bar setting. There's uh, there's things going on 
that I can't talk about. Um, but after the beginning of the year, perhaps I will be able to give you more insight. But uh, I've impressed some of the right people, and I've, I've been in front of some of the right people, and there are some tentative things, no real offers made, but, but certainly um, some pretty straightforward talk about the future. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I will be without my family this Christmas. Um, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do for those couple of days. I uh, I would really like to... What I've done in the past and what's always helped my heart a little bit has been to volunteer somewhere to uh, serve at the USO or, or, or serve uh, homeless shelters or, or churches or or something that was doing something less fortunate on those days um, it's a continuation if I've got time energy, entertainment whatever I can give, I want to give it and it helps to to take some of the sting away of, of what I don't have on this day I'm okay I'm uh, I have love in my life I have good friends that care about me. I have magic. My creativity is stronger than it ever has been before. I love myself more than I have before. I recognize things in myself that I haven't been able to recognize before, and I'm on the verge of being able to be proud of myself. There is a a young lady who has uh, entered my life. Um without getting into too much detail because this is still very much on the beginning stages of, of, of possibly anything. We are very good friends. Um, there is a, there is a, uh, an essence of romance there. Let's, let, me, let me put it this way. She is very interesting and she is very interested. How about that? Uh, no names. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. In the future, if things work out, I'll tell you the whole story. Um, But there's hope, you know. There's hope for partnership and companionship. And someone actually finds me, the guy who's not on stage, uh, fairly interesting. And and the feeling is mutual. In the meantime, I have the best of best friends. I have the greatest of great friends. I have people that love me in a surrounding of a, of quality and excellence that I get to perform in. And I have love in my heart. I have not grown bitter or stoic or stony. Stoic's not a good word. Stoic's okay, but not stony. I haven't grown hard. How about that? It's the holiday season. Um, Hanukkah is in the midst, it's in the midst of Hanukkah right now. <clears throat> a good friend of mine, in, in reading his writings, he's uh, he's writing about each day of Hanukkah, and uh, a couple of things that stood out. First of all, he, he held me up as a hero, and <sighs> while I'm grateful for the that, that I affect him in that way, it's, it's difficult for me to accept that role. I, I do what I do, and I, I, try to, I try to do it justly and truthfully. But uh, the, the miracle of Hanukkah 
uh, I'm going to try to do it the way I, I should have had it in front of me, and I don't, and I apologize for that, but I'm going to do it from memory as best I can. And I will correct later if I need to, but uh, the miracle of Hanukkah is not that the oil lasted for as long as it did, but the miracle is that someone had the guts and had the courage and had the trust and the faith and the gift to light the wick in the first place. They took the step. They believed in their faith. They believed in the gift that they had been given. And they touched fire to the wick. And the world changed. Next week, uh, 12 days from now, uh, will be Christmas. And the renewal and the and the happiness and the joy that that generally tends to bring to the season. Uh, overall, there's a, a more lightheartedness, or there has been in my past, and that's the way I choose to view it, uh, of giving of oneself, of opening one's heart just a little bit more, of, uh, of smiling just a little bit easier, of, of listening just a little bit closer. And there's controversy about Christmas carols and winter carols and songs that get sung about this time of year. And I can see both sides of that. And I wish I could care, but I don't. I get it. I understand. It doesn't affect me. Maybe it affects... You know what? I don't. I, I can't make it a, something I care about, and so I'm not going to talk about it. I'll think it over. I promise to do that. I promise to meditate about it. And maybe I'll talk about it later. Maybe I won't. What I want to say is this. My favorite Christmas carol is a dumb song. It's, I thought it was dumb the first time I heard it when I was just a boy. And I, and I played the 45 over and over and over again. And every time I'd start it again, I would just, ah, this is a dumb song. Boy, this is a dumb song, but man, the words stuck with me into adulthood. Little drummer boy. Yeah, I know, I know. But the thing that sticks with me is the story. It's always the story, isn't it? It's always the story. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give a king. All I have is this grubby little drum and the gift in my hands. Can I play you a song? And that's it. That's all we're asked to do, isn't it? You've been given a gift and we're asked to use it. And it pleases the giver when you use their gift. And that's true on all levels. I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. In the coming year, in the coming days, and, and whatever changes, and however I grow, and whatever direction I decide to go in, whichever way my path leads me, I'll play my best for you. I will give my best to you. This is all I can promise. I have a gift, and I'm going to use it. And I'm going to use it to the very best of my ability. And I'm going to do that exclusively for you the people that listen, the people across the table, the people that support me with their ears, with their applause, with their money, with their laughter, with their gasps of astonishment. 
for the people that brought me here because I decided to walk this path. Earlier today, my best friend said to me, and I'm going to get this quote wrong because I should have written it down at the time and I didn't do any research. I just decided to start recording. So I'm going to get this wrong and I'm sorry. But I'm going to get close. There is a scene in, uh, in the Lord of the Rings books where Aragorn's getting ready to leave Rivendell. And I believe it's Arwen. I, that's the part I'm probably going to get wrong. But in his frustration and in his anxiety and in his worry, he says to her, I cannot see the path in front of me. And she replies, just walk it. Just put your feet in front of yourself and walk the path. It'll open up in front of you. And I got to tell you, some of the best advice I've been given and I don't know how long. I can't see the path in front of me, but I'm going to walk it. I'm going to continue to walk it because I've been walking it for a long damn time. And there are times it hasn't been easy and there's times when I've just flown down the road with not a care. And they all balance out in the end, don't they? I'm not going to quit my road. I'm not going to stop the walk. There are steps to be taken, there are hills to be climbed, there are new discoveries and new views to see, and I'm going to go see them all. I'm going to walk this. And for those of you that choose to walk with me for a little while, you're welcome. You're always welcome. Stand by my side, stand under the stars, see the view the way that I see it, take a little piece of it with you when you go. When your path branches off from mine, I wish you well and I'll hug you goodbye and I know that my life, my walk will be a little bit easier because of you in it. And I hope that you can say the same about me. I do card tricks. I make people laugh and I tell stories. And that's my pledge. I'm going to keep doing it. And I will <laughs> less than faithfully um, keep putting these words out when when the inspiration strikes me when it's time and I have actually something to say that I think is worth listening to how's that for egotistical huh yeah anyway thank you for this year thank you for those of you who've been beside me and behind me and around me and surrounding me with love I uh I literally could not do this without you. Anyway, that's it for now. Um, <clears throat> I will make a, a promise to try to put out another one of these before Christmas time and uh, finish the other things that I have on my heart. But right now, this feels like that's about it. That's really all I had to say. It's always a pleasure walking with you. It's always a, a an honor to, uh, to know that someone else has listened to the words and shared a part of my life. Who knows? Maybe I'll live forever. Right now, it's late. I'm in a warm, nice hotel room somewhere. I have work to do tomorrow. The work will be good. I have people that care. And I have you. And I'm glad of you. 
do your thing. Use your gift. Uplift and inspire and do for those who cannot do for themselves. Love your enemies. Love your neighbors. Love yourself. Whatever you do, however it comes, I sincerely hope that there's love where you are. Good night. I love you.